For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from Healthnetics. Do you have nagging aches and pains from your younger, more athletic days? Healthnetics CBD is a premium brand CBD that may help take care of aches and pains, as well as relieve anxiety and sleeplessness. Healthnetics products are all natural, THC-free, made in the USA, and undergo third-party lab testing to ensure quality and purity. All CBD is not the same. Order today with a money-back guarantee at healthnetics.com and use promo code SPORTS for 20% off. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Give me a break. That's what we're going to do, Michael. We're going to be like accounts now in baseball. Uh, was it the Pythagorean theorem? The Pythagorean theorem said that the Red Giants offensive line, that their record should be one and one. That's the Pythagorean theorem said that the Giants offensive line, that their record should be two and all. It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. 40. 40 years. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I'm Joe Perino of NDT Scouting and Fan Rag Sports. Joined by Kyle Krabs, who's the founder and director of scouting with NDT Scouting, also with Fan Rag Sports. We are your hosts here on a Wednesday, hump day edition of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Getting closer and closer to this NFL draft that we have been talking about for the entire year. 50 days, less than 50 days away, Kyle, from the big event. Welcome to the show, Kyle. How are we doing? It's uh, it's a big day for me, Joe. I was going through my office down here, and I happened to stumble upon the old fidget spinner. Hmm. And he's back. I uh, had a long hiatus from the fidget spinning, 
And uh, this has really helped today's film sessions go by super smooth, getting the trigger finger back in shape, and it, it feels good. It feels real good. You sore? Is the is the uh, is the finger sore from kind of Joseph swiping it? I don't know. Please, please, fatigue. no. No, I am well. I I am mid-season shape with my fidget spinning after just a few short hours. Kyle, what's going on with these trades in the NFL? We did we just see Michael Bennett go to the Philadelphia Eagles for uh, some bum receiver and a and a fifth round pick? And yeah, uh, it's wild, isn't it? <laughs> like it's almost it's like the Eagles liked winning that Super Bowl and they want to do it again or something. Yeah, and it's it's there's this odd. And listen, I know the Seahawks are kind of in transition. Right, and Bennett's been there a really long time, and uh, you know the Seattle is strapped for payroll, so you know they had to make some changes. But for the draft capital that they got back, I think they got this receiver and like a fifth, and then Philly or gets a seventh on top of Bennett. It's like, what's stopping you from just trading every pick after the fourth round? And getting like three plug and play starters on a daily basis or on a seat in an annual basis because it feels like that's what teams are able to do. Marcel Darius for a six conditional fifth. Anquan Bolden was traded for like a six round pick. Um, even the Marcus Peters trade, which we know that was all about getting him out of town, but the returns for, for that was pretty low. You know, it just seems like these, these good vets, man, they're, they're going for late round picks. And if you can absorb that salary cap space, you know, it's uh, it makes a lot of sense because the likelihood of of a fifth, sixth round pick that you draft turning into that type of player that's give you that type of a production, even if it's for a short time, you know, is, is very unlikely. Right. Yeah, it's um, it's the economics of it, right? I, I suppose everybody's going to cover the chance to bring yourself in a guy of your choosing that you can get for pennies on the dollar, but you get also get what you pay for by and large, unless these guys are, are highly coveted players. So. It's an interesting trend. We had um, Alex Ogletree also get traded. He got traded to the Giants today. I believe he was also pennies on the dollar as far as draft capital in return for him. Uh, I know there's some mixed reviews on him, but he's an athletic starting middle linebacker in the NFL. And the Giants haven't – I've been thinking the Giants needed linebacker help for like years and years. Every time I'm doing a mock draft, like, good Lord, they need a linebacker. They finally – Got some help there. I mean, I, I mean, Alec Ogletree, you, you look, I think he maybe he's overrated, but he's a serviceable NFL starting linebacker that's more athletic than anything they've put on the second level in a long time. Yeah, uh, you know, it's um, regime change there in New York. For the longest time, they didn't have uh, a front office that, that coveted linebackers, and, and that, now they've got Dave Gettleman in there who uh, built the most athletic linebacking core in the NFL in Carolina. So, not really a big surprise if you look back at the trends that they have, but it's like, yes, finally, like I can stop thinking, man, do I have to give like a top 50 pick to the giants for a linebacker so we can get some athletes on the field here? Um, I think the giants will be happy uh, with the dividends that they get from some athleticism on the second level. Kyle, the the show concept today is we want to get into some of these underrated players. We're, we're both, you know, you're over 250 evaluations in I'm over 200 evaluations in on this class and you know we're pretty plugged in on social media and following you know the takes out there and so what we wanted to do is take some time today to highlight some of the guys that we think are underrated guys that popped in our film study as we got towards you know the end of our watch list that uh, really popped for us and and we wanted to 
to give a little love to them. So that's what we're going to do today. We got three each. Kyle, why don't you lead us off? Uh, yeah, I want to talk about Georgia wide receiver Javon Wims. I know this is somebody that we talked about not too long ago on the podcast, but after getting a chance to see his athletic testing at the Combine and finalizing his grade, uh, this is a really solid end-of-day-two type option for me. Wims, not the most explosive, but as far as catch point receiving skills, uh, this is a top-notch player. Uh, he plays extremely physical. He's got great hands to be able to extend away from his body. The ball can get up on him in a hurry, and he's still able to throw those hands out there at the last second, which a lot of times you like to see because that's you know how you make sure that defenders aren't able to react to your hands and play through your hands is to show your hands late. And Wims does that a lot of times at the catch point, especially when he's got guys riding him at the catch point, which enables him to convert a lot of these targets into catches, you know, back shoulder throws, high point catches in the red zone. Uh, those are areas where Wims is going to shine, and I think it's a translatable trait. Uh, you would like to see him get a little bit more separation, but as far as a possession style receiver, Wims has some big playability. He's going to be a big asset in the, the red zone area. Uh, so this is a guy coming out of JUCO, not a lot of film that he's been able to put out there. You know, he, he blossomed a little bit during the course of uh, 2017 as Georgia made their push towards a, a national championship game appearance. Uh, but Wims, I mean, he checks the boxes that you want to. He's almost 6'3 on the dot. He's six foot two and seven eight inches. He's 215 pounds. He's got uh, meets the threshold for hand size. He's nine and a quarter. He runs load four fives in the 40-yard dash. And um, his jumps are slightly below average, but this is a, a really big body for a wide receiver at 215 pounds. So I don't have any qualms with his athleticism. He checked those boxes for me. I knew I liked him on film coming into the combine. I saw what I need to see. Javon Wims, I think he's not a guy that gets talked about in a wide receiver group that really doesn't have any true alpha guys, any guys that are really going to stand out. So uh, Wims is one for me if you're looking for a certain kind of scheme or you need a certain style of receiver, uh, that's one that I would put a star next to. Kyle, I want to get my first guy going here, and i got to give you some credit here. This is a guy that you popped to me, or you peeped last October, and you said this guy was good. And, uh, you know, I never gave it much thought, and just because I don't watch a lot of Stanford. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not a lot, I don't make it. I don't make it through a lot of the late Pac-12 games. So, Stanford edge Peter Columbine. Good football player. I think you were right about this one. I got a chance to do his his film study here very recently, and I think this is a ready-made NFL linebacker, um, an outside linebacker in a 3-4. I really think he gives you upside in all, all facets, right? Like, I think he's first and foremost a really good run defender. I love the way that he's very disciplined for his gap. He'll squeeze down, and he does such a good job of maintaining that outside leverage and He's been challenged a few times on tape where where that, that running back has a chance to kind of cut inside, but there's no space because he squeezed the gap. And then he tries to escape outside, and, and, and Calabai has that outside leverage, and, and he makes the play. And, and so you don't see that a lot, and I think he just does such a good job of that. And it also shows up also when he's uh, taking on, like, pulling blocks. They're coming to kick him out, wham blocks. Man, he does such a good job wrong-arming and making sure that you know, he, he doesn't allow there to be that bump, that separation, that space made. And he just holds his ground and pushes him right back in. And, and uh, you know, I love that attention to detail against the run. 
he's got the athletic ability to, to really play in space. And, and so when we talk about pursuing out towards the sideline, pass covers, zone drops, you know, I think he gives you that uh, ability. And then also I, he's unrefined as a pass rusher, but he's got all the tools. He's got almost 34-inch arms. He's got some get-off. You've seen technique. I've seen him flatten and, and carry his hips through. Um, you know, just I, he needs some development there, but the foundational skill set is there. So, you know, I think about teams that like like the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Kansas City Chiefs that ask these these 34 outside linebackers to do a lot of different things. This is the type of prospect that can fill that role, and I don't think anyone's talking about. So hat tip to you, Kyle, for putting this guy on the radar last October. Finally got around to his tape a year and a half later, and I, and I think we agree here. Yeah, so you say last October. You don't mean this past October. No, I, we're, I, talking like, <laughs> yeah, we're talking like 18 months ago. Yeah, yeah. October 2016, you peeped him. That's right. Yeah, so that was – it was – he, you know, he flashed – I had a game assignment when it was you, me, and Roger Dixon doing game reports, and, and I really like what I saw. So it's great to see kind of that follow-up, right? And, and my next one that I want to talk about, I'm kicking myself, because this guy stood out to me. I saw Memphis live twice this year, and I saw him both times, and I looked at his measurables, and I was like, ah, well – Maybe, maybe not. You know, he's kind of in the back of my mind, and you're putting a watch list together, 300 guys, and he slipped through the cracks for me. But thankfully, the NFL Combine saved us, Joe, and we've put this guy back on our list, and, and Jonah Tolls has proceeded to rant and rave. He's more in love with this guy than, than I am. I like this guy. I'm not in love with this guy like Jonah Tolls is. But uh, I'm talking about Memphis linebacker Jannard Avery. Avery's a really productive football player, first and foremost. This is a guy who started 34 games, played in 50, was a two-year captain, had 230 tackles, 21.5 sacks, and 44.5 tackles for loss throughout the course of 50 games played at Memphis. Kind of fits that hybrid role where he's up on the line of scrimmage sometimes, he's up off, uh, back off the ball a lot of times, kind of playing a true off-ball linebacker role. His size, uh, he's six foot. He's 248. He's got 31 inch arms. And I did not see the explosiveness coming. I always thought that he was more of an anticipation guy. And that's why I had some apprehension as far as when I saw him in my live samplings of Memphis. Dude ran sub 4'6. He ran 4'5'9 official at 248 pounds. Uh, had a 36 inch vert and a 10'4 standing broad with a three-cone of 6'9", a sub-seven-second three-cone at 248 pounds an off-ball linebacker. These are great testing numbers. So you watch the film, and you see little peaks of it now that we know athletically where he stands, and that's always what we've said the combine is about, is you see a player, you get an appreciation of a player, and then you go back to the, t- the tape, and uh, you confer with it, and you're looking specifically for uh, what stands out to you, where you can see where the athletic testing sinks up and where it doesn't. So with Avery, he's got good burst. He's got good acceleration. He's really able to see plays happen. Now, he's not as athletic as, say, Hassan Reddick, and that was one of the comparisons that Jonah Tolls had kind of teased when he's talking about uh, Jannara Avery and why he likes him so much. I can see why Jonah would go that direction. It's just a bit rich for me as far as uh, the movement skills. So, Avery, for me, uh, I, I'm not really comfortable with him playing some turn-and-run coverage. Uh, Reddick came out of Temple. You know, he walked on to Temple as a defensive back, so he's got great experience you know, turning and running with guys. Uh, 
Uh, Avery's a little bit more of a true QB spy, robber zone in the middle of the field, uh, but he can be extremely successful there. And then you pair with that the sideline-to-sideline ability, the quick reaction time and quick processor to diagnose what's happening on in front of his face, and some strong tackling habits. He's not a great tackler because that 31-inch arm issue does show up. There's some times where he will miss on tackles that longer arm guys would be able to come away with just because he doesn't have great length. But if you put that aside, really cerebral player. I think he can be a three-down player at the next level, and uh, linebackers are at a premium. You know, their, their draft capital and their draft stock may not be at a premium, but athletic linebackers that can play on all three downs are at a premium in the NFL. What does your morning sound like? Goodbye, baby. She's finally asleep. Hi, welcome to McDonald's. Can I get a sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? Mm. Here's to making your morning routine a little better with a delicious breakfast from McDonald's. Mix and match two of your favorites for just $4. The sausage McMuffin with egg and the sausage egg and cheese McGriddles. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Reach the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Yeah, I can't wait to get to his tape because between you and, and Jonah and and, uh, and Ben over at NDT, man, you guys are, are saying some good stuff about him. Hopefully I like him. And you better hope John Ledger likes him because if he doesn't, you guys will hear about it for, oh, I don't know, six months. So uh, that'll be fun to see. Uh, Kyle, my no next comment. <laughs> My next guy, I want to talk about Kobe Gossett, offensive guard from Appalachian State. Uh, I love me a mid-round guard that I think can start, and I, and I think that's what you get with Colby Gossett. Checks in just under 6'5", 3'11". Uh, he's got over 33-inch arms, actually 33 and 7 eighths, ran 5'2", 32 reps of 2 and a quarter, and, and I, I got a chance to watch his tape actually last night, and uh, he is a dominant zone blocker. And um, when you talk about just somebody that really excels at taking advantage of angles and and using those to move bodies, man, he, he does that so well. And his ability to get to the second level and anticipate moving targets and, and really square them up and, and, and move them out of the way, I think he just has such a natural feel for making that space as his own blocker. Um, I like him in pass pro. He's got all the mobility you, you could ever want. He, he, he uses his hands well. He, he has the lateral mobility. The problem is he just doesn't square, say square to box consistently and he winds up just kind of sliding off because his lower body and his upper body is not synced up and uh it creates a lot of uh, situations where his he gets a little top heavy and folds and and you know pass rushers are able to kind of work around him but i think that's fixable because i know that he's got the athletic profile know he's got the length know he's got the power to anchor it's just a matter of staying square so i think that's teachable and that's why he's not going to be like a day two grade for me but uh, that's one of his big knocks and then you know i know he can move bodies as a drive blocker but that same kind of thing just kind of staying square keeping keeping the upper body and lower body synced up with good bend 
Um, but I know he's got the functional strength to move bodies. I thought he played really good football in the senior bowl. Um, one of the games that I did, uh, it, the last game I did is I went back and watched the senior bowl, all the reps that he was in. And I thought I saw a lot of growth on some of the issues that I saw on tape, particularly in the Georgia game uh, this past year. But uh, it, it, the senior bowl was, was a really good example of, uh, of how I saw growth where he was doing a much job, better job staying square and still creating that same space that I really enjoyed from his film. And I got one more thing to say about this dude. You know, you, you see offensive guards that are uncovered and they look for work and pass pro man. This dude is, I said it on the NDT DM last night. I said, this guy's cooking ribs, man. He is going to stick his shoulder into that rib cage of those, those pass rushers on either side of him. And he, he lays them out, man, left and right. And I know that, uh, I know that's something I love to see from, from an uh, offensive lineman, guys that look for work and, and really take advantage of opportunities to, to hit people. And he definitely has that, that nasty mentality about him, the glass eater that you look for on the inside. So Colby Gossett want to see a little bit of technical refinement with him, but I think this is the kind of guy that you could take in the middle of rounds and get a starter. So he's a glass-eating ribs cooker. Yeah, man. That's what you want in offensive lineman, dude. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I got both yeah. of the analogies correct. Yeah, man. Yeah. Glass-eating rib cooker. That's it. That's, that's um, I, I would use that to describe you, Joe. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. The right. toughest nails, man. Grinding that tape like there's no tomorrow. I got, I got problems. Last one for me. Joe, I'm going to talk about your boy, okay. Mr. Carryon Johnson. Oh, yes. Auburn Tigers running back. I know Joe, uh, Joe and I have a running theme here, and it's funny because we give each other a hard time about it. We're probably going to be fairly close as far as where we grade <laughs> him because that seems to be the theme of 2018 is we give each other a hard time for each other's takes, and then we come back with the final score, and it's like, wait. You're higher on him than I am. What's the deal here? So, carry on, Johnson. I really like. You know, we're still waiting on the athletic testing for him, but I think he's a guy that's probably going to finish in the top eight running backs in my my running back group. He's not going to have anything higher than than probably a round three grade. But right now, I'm sitting here looking at probably four or five that have round one or round two grades, and that's it. So it's it's a really Good running back class as far as I'm concerned, but the blue chip talent at the top, the top tier, has really separated itself, and then you've got a very crowded pack. And Carrion's one of my favorite guys in that second group of uh, – there's probably six guys, six, eight guys in this group that you could all kind of make arguments for. Uh, Carrion has great balance. He's got good vision. And no, Joe, he doesn't have the lightest feet. I'll give you that. He does not have the lightest feet. But what he can do is he is probably one of the best in the class at getting skinny, slipping through a small crease, and then recollecting his balance out of that cut. I see Carrion consistently regain his balance out of cuts as good as almost anyone in this draft class. And he does so with some some good size on his frame. Uh, He doesn't have runaway speed. But he doesn't have to because he's patient. He's willing to wait guys out. He's willing to let defenders declare where they are going. And then he reacts. He takes what the defense gives him, and that itself can be a gift instead of some of these guys that you see get really eager and run into the back of offensive linemen or run directly into tackles or they spend too much time standing still. 
carry on just kind of slow plays it waits he out waits he out waits he out bang hits his cut gets upfield and he's balanced coming off of it gets his shoulders re-squared to the line of scrimmage and can take contact I really like carry on I'm not necessarily saying that this is a, a three down uh, bell cow at the next level but I will say this is somebody I think could be a really strong part of running back by committee sounds so exciting Kyle um Let's uh, let's go to let's go to the other side of the uh, of the Iron Bowl rivalry. Let's talk about Anthony Averett, cornerback from Alabama, pulling a mulligan here. Not the guy I told you I was going to talk about, but uh, I really like Averett, and um, he popped for me on tape, and then and then he really solidified the athleticism I saw I thought he had at the combine, running four three six sub seven three cone, and um, I think he's he's a little small, obviously five eleven one eighty three. He's got less than thirty one inch arms. But um, his ability to turn and run with anybody, I think, is is very valuable. And he's a physical football player, which is important for an undersized guy. I really like these smaller guys that play above their weight class, are willing to mix it up at the contact window, willing to to tackle and come up and, and defend the, the D-gap when they need to. So um, I think he's a little bit of a matchup-specific guy. But the NFL's featuring these, these jitterbug slots, man, that are just fast. And you got a guy like Anthony Averett that can – match up with those dudes in, in pattern match and be able to run with them down the field and, and has that physicality to, you know, disrupt things at the line of scrimmage and then recover because he's got enough recovery, uh, uh, quickness and speed that, you know, he could be aggressive. So I like all those things about Averitt and, um, you know, look, he's not going to be, you know, a, a starter, a starting bar boundary corner and, and really be able to, to take away a, a team's top receiver. But, you know, that's that's pretty rare. And, and when you look at defensive backs these days, there's a lot of specialists, guys that can do different things, and they come in all different shapes and sizes. And so Anthony Averitt, if you're looking for an interchangeable guy from inside and boundary based on matchups and can, can really line up with these speedy receivers. I think he gives you that. And, and I love the pedigree coming from Alabama. You know, he'll be ready to step in and contribute. So, uh, you know, we talk about a lot of corners. We don't talk a lot about Anthony Averett. I think he's a solid third, fourth round pick. Good stuff, Joe. Any parting thoughts for the people? Yeah. I was going to put you on the spot. Are you here for it? You, oh, of course you, you are. It. Yeah. Go right ahead. Let's do a quick word association. All right. Okay, just I'm one. here for it. Just one. All right, so we spent spent however long here talking about underrated prospects. I'm going to ask you for your knee-jerk immediate reaction to what I say. Kyle, give me one overrated prospect. Oh, man, you can't just put me on the spot and have me not think about a response. Josh Allen's, Josh Allen's going to be the answer. All right. Because I don't think Josh Allen's more than an early day guy for me personally i thought see i thought you were gonna talk about chase litton today i'm trying to get you to talk about chase litton on this podcast and so um you know it's it's it, you need to give it to me i want i want to break them down with you here really soon okay that's fair have you done you've done chase yeah yeah i've done chase okay what what qb is he for you I don't know. I haven't sorted my board, so that's okay. <laughs> you're, you're waiting for the big, big final grand reveal. Where do you expect he's going to be? Uh, I think he's going to be just past the the Mason Rudolph, uh, Josh Allen tier, well above the Bankerts and Mike Whites. I think those guys are bad, man. Uh, yeah. So, so you're here for you're a pro Chase Linton account. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the for what he is. Yeah, for, for what he is. For me, fourth, fifth round, he's the, like Kyle Oletta, like that tier type quarterback for me, somewhere in there. Okay. But way, yeah, way above the Barretts and the and the Bankerts and the Whites. 
I can't yeah, believe there's people I got that the... like Mike White. But I, yeah, and... <laughs> that's my overrated yeah. guy. Put put me on the spot. Who's overrated? Yeah, that's freaking Mike. That's White. actually a really good point. Mike White is. I mean, I, this will tell you everything you need to know. I have Tanner Lee rated oh, above Mike White. Jesus, no, you don't. I yeah, don't even I do. have it's that. Cl- it's close. I don't... <laughs> Oh boy, it's close, but but yep, that's the way that the numbers shook out once once no. we got the final out. Tanner Lee so. might be the worst. He's right there with who was that Wake Forest quarterback? Uh, that was just oh, Wofford. Wofford. No, it's not Wofford. Come on now, what is this? That Wake, not Wake Forest. I'm so sorry. Notre Dame quarterback. Who is that Notre Dame quarterback? It's oh, Tommy that... Reese. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's right in that type of tier, man. You're telling me Mike Wake's worse than that? I don't know, man. I think he's pretty bad, but I don't think he's in Tanner Lee territory. Listen, man, we'll, we'll break down. We'll, we got to do a show on quarterbacks. We'll break it all down for the people. For How's sure, that? For sure. That's good. That's going to do it for us today. Hope you guys uh, are looking forward to that wide re- or quarterback discussion. Listen to me. I'm trying to turn all these guys into wide receivers. I'm just uh, following the Bill Polian model. Um, make sure you hit subscribe on Draft Dudes. That way you can catch up with us when we do this quarterback discussion and we break down all of these guys and what we like and don't like about them. Uh, make sure you also hit follow us along on social media. We are at NDT Scouting on Instagram. I am at NDT Scouting on Twitter. Joe is at the Joe Marino. Uh, don't have to worry about a Draft Dudes account just yet. Who knows? Maybe if we get uh, some some extra social media interns on on hand here and uh, really help us blow this darn thing up, we might just go there. But not just yet. So that's one account you don't have to worry about following. Swing over to NDTScouting.com. Ben Solak just put out his top 100 big board after the combine. And if Jonah Tulls has not posted yet, he will shortly be posting his top 100. I've got about a week before my top 100 comes out, so you guys uh, have a lot of boards to start digging into. Make sure you swing over and check them out at NDTScouting.com. One more thing before we let you go. As a reminder, it is NFL draft season, so why not prepare yourself for the NFL draft at the end of April by picking up an NDT Scouting Premium Membership? What do you get? Well, for $20, one-time payment, you get my NFL Draft Prospectus and Joe Marino's NFL Draft Prospect Portfolio. Each one of those includes 300 scouting reports done by yours truly and Joe's truly, Each one of us takes the time to break down each of the 300 players, giving our own individual reports on them. So for $20, you get two draft guides with 300 players in them. Fun exercise here is to compare and contrast and find out where I'm right and Joe's wrong. Not so much the other way around. But for your consideration, if you are interested, swing over to NDTScouting.com, hit the register button, and then when these draft guides go live, you can download them directly off the site. I'm Kyle Krabs, signing off with Joe Reno. This is the Draft Dudes Podcast, and we will talk to you all very soon. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. Filed 720 to 729, select styles only.
You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.